Every year in the NFL, it's a new team. As far as goals go, we have one. Putting a ring on our finger. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips. I'm Molly Bay. Today is July 27th, 2022. Better known as... 24 hours since Ralph got Julio Jones. <laughs> so I was waiting for you to say it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm so excited about this. Uh, oh my you know, gosh. You can get that Julio Jones jersey you've always wanted. Yes. Oh my gosh. And I won't feel like a traitor now. <laughs> How mad are Falcons fans right now? Falcons fans, you know, of all the teams in NFC South, they are my favorite. You know, if, if you have to. Why don't you just be a Falcon fan at this point? Well, you know, Ralph. I mean, I'm not saying I like them. I'm saying they're they're the least the obnoxious. Most tolerable. Yes. And, but I know they're just crying. They've lost mm-hmm. everything. I mean, their mm-hmm. team is in total rebuild. But- they got Marcus Mariota. But, you know, at least they're not the Panthers. You know, that's what they could say. I don't know what the Panthers are doing over there. It is, oof. Gosh. At, at least the, the the Falcons are somewhat trying. I don't Maybe. know. You know, but you know, I don't. You know, I, I can't blame them to be honest with you because you've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who are just a powerhouse. There, there's no way to compete with them. So just suck it up for the next couple of years, at least till mm-hmm. Brady leaves. You'll get some high draft yeah. picks. Now is the time to rebuild because you've yeah. gotten ahead of everybody. Yeah. And the Bucks, at least. You know, Tom yeah. Brady leaves. We got all these veterans that are signing ring chasing. Yes. They're going to be gone when yeah. Tom Brady leaves. So yeah. all the other teams are kind of, they got one up on us. They got a couple years head start. It might not help them now. It is so crazy just to think back at the beginning of the year. You know, Tom Brady retired. We were looking at somewhat of a rebuild ourselves. We were like, oh, no, what are we going to do? And, you know, Gronk's going to Everybody's going to flee. And Ali Marpet retired. And we're thinking, oh, this mm-hmm. is horrible. And then, boom, 40 days later, mm-hmm. guess what, guys? Tom Brady's back. Yeah. He's uh, bringing a whole crew of people with him. Ryan Johnson was potentially going elsewhere. Yeah. That's right. Who was it? Cincinnati was looking at him. I don't know. Well, that's where Capo uh, went. Yeah. Well, they they needed some help over there. Yeah. It might have been. I feel like it was Cincinnati. That's crazy. They were just going to pillage half of our offensive line. Yeah. I mean, we've lost some really good players, mm-hmm. and they're going to hurt. It's going to hurt. But, man, I think we're building, you know, uh, like like the intro says, it's a whole new team. You know, we're building a different team this year. Well, it's interesting. I always do get super attached to whatever team we have. And then the next year, I was just thinking about this. I was like, God, preseason, I'm going to have to learn all these new numbers. Like we got Logan Ryan, what number, you know, and you really, and Ralph, you in particular, watching a lot of film, like, you know, how these guys move and how they dress and their accessories. And mm-hmm. so that helps you identify them. You got to learn all these new guys and i forget who we've even replaced i was thinking (laughs) um i had watched that levante david press conference and i was like gosh like who is in our inside linebackers room and i was like okay so we got levante and devin and then we had Grant Stewart and uh, KJ Britt, so I knew them. But then I was like, can we just get Kevin Minter back now so I have some continuity? <laughs> like, yeah. It's like too much change all at once. Yes. I don't deal with it well. But you do. You get attached to last year's team, and then you get a new one. Eventually, you adjust. You get attached to them. Then they all leave. So yes. It's never ending. I'll never be happy. Yes, you do not like change. And that that brings me to why we have not been doing a lot of podcasting and content lately. Uh, one excuses. Yeah, we've got our excuses, man. <laughs> uh, the, these are pretty valid, though. Uh, one, there's been a whole lot going on with the Buccaneers, you know, up until the Julio Jones, well, the Kyle Rudolph signing. We'll talk about that in a minute. And then the Julio Jones signing. 
basically in the past few days there's been a little bit of activity but before that really hasn't been anything um but we've had in our personal lives lots going on uh, it, if you've been following the podcast you know that molly is pregnant uh you are at what four months now mm-hmm. yes so we've got we've had that going on and if anybody's had kids you know that's kind of an exciting time and it keeps you busy I'm tired Yes. Uh, but we also, I had a tragedy in my life a couple of weeks ago. My mother passed away, blood caught in the brain. Very suddenly. Very suddenly. It There was no, no warning or whatever. They just, uh, her husband walked in and found her laying on the floor. And uh, she was still alive at the time, but. Basically, brain dead, took it to the hospital and all that good stuff. So it was, it was a very horrible time. And, you know, all of us kids got together and that's never fun. So it's it's been, uh, uh, let's put everything on hold. You know, you don't, you don't get a lot of stuff done when tragedies like that happen. And we've just had way too much death in the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had. We just went to a funeral with uh, one of Molly's best friends. His son died, young kid. Twenty-three. Uh, uh, horrible. Awful. Uh, uh, Molly's uh, grandfather has died. My aunt died. My nephew died, or my cousin. Uh, my <laughs> uncle died. I've I've had just about my whole one side of my family just wiped out. Your father. My dad died. Yeah. So this has been the decade of death, we were calling it since it sure has. 2020. Like 2020. It was yeah. like 2020, boom. Yes. Um, and then on the day that my mother went in the hospital for the for the brain thing, we bought a house. <laughs> we were in the process of it and had the bid put in on that same very day. As a matter of fact, we were on our way down. We are moving into enemy territory, North Carolina. <laughs> yes, which is at my home state. Yes. Uh-huh. So we were, uh, we were actually on the way out the door when I got the phone call, and uh, I, I thought, you know, th- that she had just had a fall, or it was, a, it was told me that it was a stroke, and that she was in the emergency room. So I didn't think it was that big of a deal. So I told Molly, I said, y'all, okay, y'all just go ahead and go down there and I'll go to the hospital and let you know. And when I got to the hospital and talked to the doctors, I, you know, they were like, there's nothing we can do. She's brain dead, blah, blah, blah. And so I called Molly and you were what, about an hour away at that point. Mm-hmm. You turned around and came back. Uh, but we did get the offer put in the house and we got it. So we are going to be moving soon. Right. In time for the start of right. the season. <laughs> yeah. Like oh. right at the beginning. So we will have the TV and whatever computer apparatus <laughs> Ralph needs. <laughs> it will be at the front of the U-Haul so we can get it set up. You know we will not be moving on a Sunday. Yes. So uh, we will certainly be planning around, which we need to look at the schedule and see <laughs> And the most convenient time is going to be for the football schedule. <laughs> yeah, because I have not missed a Buccaneers football game since 1997. So don't want to don't want to do it now. Yep. Uh, so you know it's been a roller coaster. We've had good news, bad news, good news, bad news, good news, bad news, and it's just been a mess. Uh, so we, you know we have not been able to put any time into anything really. It's mm-hmm. just been a flurry of activity over here. Everything's a mess. Yeah, house, so. our house, life, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're all kind of in limbo. <laughs> so. But we got the new baby coming. Everything's looking good on that. Mm-hmm. Baby so. girl, I don't think that we uh, knew the last time we did one. That's right. It's a baby girl. So, yeah, We have a daughter right. named River, and we are naming this one Meadow. So is that we're not, a couple of damn hippies. <laughs> not the hippie <laughs> thing in the world. And if we have another girl, it's going to be named Brooke. Although, How? Why do you keep saying that? I'm nixing Brooke. It's not happening. I know. I know. He keeps trying. He thinks I'll forget. Yeah, you you did, you weren't down with River at first either, but I talked to you. No, there. I picked or maybe, River. Was it Meadow? It was okay. Meadow. I thought we dropped Meadow completely. Mm-hmm. And then 
girl number two and you're like okay meadow and i'm like shit no that's fine i love it it's cute all right so in case you aren't aware the buccaneers have signed julio jones to a one-year six million dollar deal up to eight million with incentives i was actually more than i thought we were going to pay him it was a birthday gift to ralph yes it was oh that's right yes that was my birthday yes that's right so we've had a a wild couple of weeks. Yeah. Capped off by your birthday. Yeah. It capped off by Julio Jones getting signed. That did happen on my birthday. It did. Man, happy birthday to me. I know. And he wore the coolest Buccaneer shirt yesterday that his mom had gotten him yeah. and went to the mall, got all kinds of compliments. Yeah, people Ralph were was like, why is everyone talking to me? Yeah. <laughs> Every, everybody weird. was complimenting. It's just a nice looking shirt. It is a good looking you know? shirt. I mean, nobody she was, was like, hey, Buc- go Buccaneers. You know, they were just like, I like that shirt. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. There's one thing about mom, man. She was always able to pick out. She, she'd get mm-hmm. me some of the silly. She, her thing was she bought everybody clothes. Mm-hmm. And she shopped. I mean, she was just a shopper. That's what All she did her time. whole life. Every and, time we went over there, she had a bag of clothes for us. Yes. And uh, Molly hasn't bought clothes for <clears> herself since we've been together. 13 years. I don't know what the years. hell I'm going to do. I know. Uh, before I met Ralph, I wore black and brown all the time. Same same pair of <laughs> pants and shirts, I think. Probably. So I got probably two years where, because she was very fashion forward as well. So I probably got two years-ish of a wardrobe and then I got to fend for myself. <laughs> It's just terrible. <laughs> we're going to buy clothes for the kids. I know. <laughs> like, I we've never bought kids clothes for our daughter. Mm. She's she's almost eight, and she's got so many, so much clothes. Mm-hmm. I mean, this kid has got clothes stacked to the ceiling, just about. I mean, mm-hmm. literally bags of clothes, mm-hmm. and she's a fashionista. Oh my gosh. And I'm sure to sure Meadow's going to be the same way. But anyhow, enough about us. This is a Buccaneers podcast. Julio Jones. You know, if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, especially before last year, you know that I just, I've just always been in love with Julio Jones. You know, I've had to watch him. That is a strong word, Ralph. Should I be concerned? (laughs) In love with Julio Jones. Okay, please continue. I've said many a times that I thought he was the best receiver in the league. When you add up all the things that you know receivers have to do and have to be good at, he tops the list. Okay. Just, but would you put a ring on it? That's what I need to know. I, I will put a championship ring on it. <laughs> That's what he's here for. So let's do this. Good. That's what I want. I want him to be here for that. Uh, you know, he is just. He's like Mike Evans, big, strong guy. He loves, loves, loves physical contact. And he is probably the best blocker in the as, as far as wide receiver is concerned in the league. And, you know, I've watched film of him twice a year, every year. Mm-hmm. And I, just every time we I watch him, you know, as a Buccaneers fan, he just burns us every year. He's just unstoppable. Mm-hmm. And even when he didn't have help. You know, because he never really had a lot of, you know, he had Sanu, he had uh, Gage, he had some, some guys, but not, you know, not like big number two wide receivers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Julio Jones was just out there just catching balls all the time. You can't stop him. He's like Mike Evans. You know, yeah. you, you throw the ball up, he's going to catch it. Well, would you say he's like a mix of Chris Godwin and Mike Evans? Because yes. he's yes. got Chris. Uh, Chris has his blocking ability and mm-hmm. loves physical contact. Yes. And then he's got Mike Evans' build. Yes. So he's like a good combination of the two. Right. And he's got Chris Godwin's uh, yards after the catch as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas Evans, you know, he'll catch the ball. He doesn't go far after he catches mm-hmm. it. I mean, he'll, he he'll pick fall. up a few yards. Yeah. Sometimes he just falls down. Uh, not a big run after the catch guy, but. You know, I mean, he's going to catch the ball in traffic. So there's always a guy on him anyhow when he catches the ball. Uh, but Julio Jones will break the tackle and run, or he will run you over. He is, it's kind of like Gronkowski a little bit. You know, Julio Jones mm-hmm. is hard to take down. Mm-hmm. And like I said, he is a great blocker. And I've just seen so many times where, you know, he's decleated our linebackers blocking them. <laughs> yeah. You know, Levante David. 
uh, Devin White. I mean, he's knocked these guys down. He he's he's one of those blockers, one of those football players that just likes physical contact. He seeks it out. I wish in Levante's press conference today, he kind of would have talked about Julio. You know he knows Julio, like inside and out. Maybe it's a matter of not divulging this information for our opponents, but I would have liked to have heard from his Mm -hmm. perspective, like what Julio is going to add to the team. Yes. Yeah. Julio has decleated Levante quite a few times. (laughs) Uh, and and he's very good at picks too, you know, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Julio. And so we're going to see a lot of that. I think that the way we're building our team, you know, we got Russell Gage, we got Kyle Rudolph, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, you know, we've got the two new guards, uh, and also on defense, we're doing more speed up the middle. I think I think we're adjusting our team this year. I think we're going to be a little bit more run heavy than we have been. In the past, uh, and we're not going to be as concerned with run stopping on defense as we have been. So I think it's going to it's going to change a little bit. But I think we're going to see a lot more running this year than we have in the past few years. That's an interesting, hmm. and I wonder. You know, one of the talks of the off season is Leonard Fournette's weight, and in fact, he kind of joked about it. <laughs> Wasn't that was that Rick Stroud that brought that mess up? Of course, of course it was. Yeah. Of course it was. Uh, if you didn't hear, there was an insider. I I use air quotes there. That said, Lenny came in at two sixty to mini camp or whatever it was. OTAs, OTAs, and the Bucks staff was pissed. The coaches were pissed because he had gained so much weight and was not in shape. And we just gave him, what, like a three-year contract. Mm. Who, who was it that reported on that? That was Rick Stroud. That, 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 yeah. What you just said came from Rick Stroud, that there was an insider that... I'm pretty sure. Huh. That guy, man. Y'all, fact check me on that one. Um, But, so that's been the talk. And, you know, people, Lenny was tweeting and joking about it. Uh, Greg Allman said today, the first day of training camp, that Lenny looked fine. So when when they asked Leonard Fournette about it, he said, oh, I'm up to like 240. So I'm going to get down to, I wouldn't say 230. But then that report came out that, no, he was at 260. Well, that, that's a lot of times that's what you do when you're bulking up muscle. You know, you just eat everything in sight. You work mm-hmm. out, and I think that's what he's been doing is bulking up. And he's a big boy anyhow. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, I think we're going to be a little bit more run-heavy than we have been. Uh, How is that going to shake up? I mean, we got Lenny. Let me look at our roster right now. We have the running backs right here. So we have Kenyon Barner, Giovanni Bernard, Lenny, Keyshawn Vaughn, and uh, Rashad White. So our new draft pick. Um. So five running backs. One of them is not going to make it, huh? We might put Kenyon Barner on the practice squad. Practice squad, probably. Uh, you know, I mean, we had Rojo. Mm-hmm. He's gone. Mm-hmm. So we got to replace him at number two. I guess that there is um, going to be some competition there to see who will do number two. Do number two. two. (laughs) (laughs) All right, South Park. (laughs) Who's going to do the number two? Um, Look at your bottle, the green screen. (laughs) What was it, too? Okay. So they're competing for the number two spot. Who knows how that's going to shake out? I don't see any of them being a strong... Like compliment to Lenny, unless they're gonna go to a workhorse running back scheme, mm. which BA never did, right? But it's Todd Bowles now, exactly. So how I, you know, I I don't recall what he did at the Jets. I don't know if he even cares. You know, he's a defensive coach. I don't know if he's gonna let uh, Byron 
kind of try things out and see where that goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Byron has a little more freedom under Tabols than he did under BA to make that kind of change. Right. I don't know. We will find out. Um, I don't really see any of the guys that we have at running backs that we we're familiar with all of them except for Rashad White and none of neither none of them I think are like powerhouse back so mm-hmm. I don't I don't know well Keyshawn Vaughn he was pretty good I mean he he can't yeah I mean he can't catch right and they yeah, weren't putting him in right. uh, his blocking wasn't great either was it no <laughs> so the, the two things they really want him to do in order to be able to run the ball. Hey, you got to block and you got to catch first. So, um, yeah, that'll be an interesting position to watch how it changes this year. Yes. Yeah, it's going to – I'm excited, man. I'm excited about this team, what's going to happen. You know, we know we're going to be good. We know we're going to win the NFC South. Uh, we know we're going to go to the playoffs. It's just – what type of team are we going to have? Mm-hmm. You know? How far are we going to get? Are we going to how, fizzle we, out? Or you, you hush your mouth. You know how far we're going to get. <laughs> we're going to win a Super Bowl. Super Bowl, baby. Okay, back to Julio Jones. We got sidetracked there. Uh, Julio Jones, did you know that he is the all-time NFL leader in career receiving yards per game? He has almost 92 yards per game average. Over 10 years. God, and he was like a starter for like eight. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's number one in NFL history. 92 yards, 91.9 yards That's per crazy. game. It is crazy. The guy puts up some numbers. game like every, every <laughs> freaking game. Right. Wow. Uh, but you talked about Julio Jones and you said he's very injury prone. And we've had this conversation mm-hmm. because you're talking about <laughs> my my boy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't slander. Oh, uh, hold on one second. Okay, we're back. This is weird. It's like we haven't done this podcast in so long. <laughs> Everything's going crazy. We had somebody knock at the door. Uh, oh my the Zoom thing was. With the Zoom, now you can only do 30-minute meetings or something? I feel like we have less distractions when the kid is here. No doubt. She All got right. a sleepover, so we're... So, date night. Date night. <laughs> so we have Julio Jones, and he he has here recently had injury problems. Uh, here's, his, here's his whole injury history by year. Uh, 2011, his first year in the league, he missed three games for a hamstring injury. Uh, 2012, didn't miss any games. 2013, fractured foot, he missed 11 games. 2014, he had a hip injury, he missed one game. Uh, 2015, no games missed. 2016, right big toe sprain, he missed two games. 2017, no missed games. 2018, no missed games. 2019, shoulder injury, he missed one game. 2020, left hamstring injury, missed seven games. And then last year, hamstring injury again, missed seven games. I wonder if it's the same one both years. Well, it was a left hamstring in 2020. Uh, You know, he had one in 2011, too. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But the hamstring injuries are one of those that, you know, we've talked about quite often where, you know, when players want to not play – Oh, mm-hmm. hamstring. Because mm-hmm. it's not like a knee where you can look at and go, oh, here's the problem. You know, hamstrings you can't really see on an MRI or whatever. You can just go, oh, I pulled the hamstring. Well, and they are pretty painful injuries. I will speak from personal experience. I had a yoga injury <laughs> where I hurt my hamstring. <laughs> and I was down and out for like three weeks. So I will say. Oh, that's hilarious. They can be very persnickety. Mm. Oh my gosh, look at that bottle. That's funny. So, in 10 years, he's had four complete seasons and he's played 145 of 161 games, 16 games missed. So, that's one year, one full year, basically. So, he's approximately 10% of the time he's been injured. Uh, now, the past few years, he's, he's missed, or the past two years, he's missed seven games in both seasons. 
Which is pretty common. As you get older, your body starts breaking down. Uh, what he needs is some of that TB12 voodoo. Right. Yes. Which will get him back in tip-top shape. Especially for these soft tissue injuries like mm-hmm. hamstrings and stuff. Yeah, that's, you know, get Gravera on that stuff. We're, we're going to have Julio Jones out there doing cartwheels down the field yeah, all season. play until he's freaking 45. Yeah. But you just know, to, well, look at Chris Godwin. I mean, they said yeah. he wasn't coming back until oh. November, and now he's ready for a camp like five months early. Yeah. That is absurd. And you, when you saw that hit, ugh. Yeah. I mean, his knee bent back, and that was a. Just a helmet right on the knee. Oof, full force, too. Uh, but as a comparison, Rob Gronkowski, mm. I compared him. He played in 143 of 161 games. So he actually played in three games less in the mm-hmm. same time period. Uh, so he's right around 11%. Okay, Injured. but he has had really serious injuries. Like, they rebuilt they, his arm and his back surgery, like, twice. Yes. Well, true enough. I'm just but, but Julio has kind of the same playing style as yeah. Gronk, not not near as physical or mm-hmm. uh, he's not near as big as Gronkowski, but mm-hmm. he does that. You know, he'll put a shoulder into you mm-hmm. before he'll go out of bounds. But then I compared Mike Evans. Mike Evans has played 122 of 129 games. He's only missed seven games mm-hmm. in his career. Uh, so that's like right around 5% injured time. That's a, that's a, that's pretty good you know what we are so stacked at the receiver position i'm not even worried about julio jones getting injured okay let's see say he gets injured week five great play chris godwin that much more or who you know brashar perriman or Mm -hmm. russell gage like who cares but you know what though i say this that's right this This is exactly what what happened last last year year. and then where were we you know, Scraping what, the week barrel. Se- week 17, Cyril Grayson is like our yeah. stud. Yeah. But I'm okay with that because we still got Cyril Grayson. Right. Well, that you know, that's one of the things. Our wide receiver room is stacked, mm-hmm. but it's stacked too much. We are going to have to get rid of some good guys. Holy oh, crap. Right, right now we have 14 wide receivers on the roster. Oh my God. We're only going to keep seven. You know, we got we got Mike Evans, Julio Jones, Chris Godwin, Russell Gage, Brashard Perryman, Sour Grayson Jr., uh, Tyler Johnson, Jalen Durden, Scotty Miller, Vincent Smith, plus our new additions of uh, Kalon Geiger, Geiger, uh, Devin Tompkins, Jareth Stearns, and Cameron Brown. That's crazy. So, hmm. like Scotty Miller could end up a number six. He could not make the team. (laughs) I mean, I'm looking at it, and I'm I'm seeing, okay, you got Mike Evans. You know he's going to make it. Chris Godwin, you know he's going to make it. Russell Gage, he's going to make it. Julio Jones, he's going to make it. Mm -hmm. So that's four. So then you add three more. I would say Brashard Perriman, Mm -hmm. you know, because I think he's, you know, way underrated. We don't use him enough, all that good stuff. And and we keep signing him. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, we they obviously like him. Uh, maybe Scotty Miller. We keep him. Cyril Grayson, Tyler Johnson, Jalen Durden. I know. I mean, D- Durden was doing our kick and punt returns last year. I know. We just drafted him. Yeah. So I doubt if they're going to get rid of him. Mm. You know. Do you do you trade? Do you yeah. trade Scotty Miller? Maybe, perhaps. Hmm. Pat McAfee was talking about. You know, he's on Pat McAfee's McAfee. McAfee. People give me a hard time about that. <laughs> Pat McAfee. McAfee. What? I can't remember how to say it now. Remember on Ted Lasso when he's like the word becomes mm. like a. Yeah, there's a name for a it. A sound and you can't. Okay, anyway. Pat, the guy with the blonde hair looks like a Kendall. Uh, he, he was on his radar for the Colts going, hey, come on, bring him over here. So yeah. maybe there could be some trade bait there. With Scotty Miller. Speaking of the Colts, do you remember back in March when uh, Ladarius uh, or Darius Leonard, linebacker for mm-hmm. the Colts, after they got Matt Ryan, he tweeted out and said to for uh, Julio Jones, he tweeted to him and said, "Y'all could finish what y'all started in Atlanta in the dome here in Indy." He was trying to recruit. Oh. 
Uh, well, Jones. supposedly the Colts were in the running. Uh, the Packers were in the running. The Saints were in the running. The Saints. And then Tom, Tom Brady called up Julio. He was like, hey, what's going on? What Let's get a ring, Julio? man. <laughs> that was all it took. Tom Brady offering you a ring. <laughs> Tom Brady like, calls yeah. you. You just go, all right. Tom Brady's going to put a ring on it. So. <laughs> <laughs> We both took a drink at the same mm-hmm. time. That's funny. Okay, so we got Julio Jones. That's fantastic. Where what here where he's gonna go, we don't know. Is he gonna go in front of Russell Gage? Is Russell Gage gonna be a slot guy behind Chris Godwin? I you know, we don't we don't know how things are gonna play out here. But we do know just having Julio Jones on the roster is a big deal. If if he only gets ten snaps a game, you know, that's a that's gonna be Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they, we could use him as a tight end. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he's I definitely know. got the. We got room there. Yes, you know? uh, we got rid of Cody McElroy. We put him, uh, we waived him, injury designation. I didn't check today to see if he got picked up anywhere. Mm-hmm. I didn't see either. If he, if he doesn't get picked up, then we got to pay him some money. Uh, uh but we, we signed Kyle Rudolph. Uh, Kyle Rudolph played with the Giants last year, didn't do a whole lot. I think he, he caught like 30 passes or something. And But he was with Minnesota forever, and he was a staple mm-hmm. of their offense. And we know the guy's got skills. He's got ups. He can catch the ball. He can jump and everything. But he's also a pretty good blocker. And oh, that's – yeah, yeah I've watched some all 22 on him, which, God – I canceled my NFL Game Pass today. It was supposed to renew on the first, and I canceled it. You know, they they come out with they they rebranded it for this is the third time they've rebranded it. Now it's called NFL Plus, uh, but it's just crap. It's crap. I mean, the All Twenty Two is completely unwatchable. You stopped using it towards the end of the year last yeah. year. Yeah, I had to uh, go through. <laughs> the black market channels to get mm-hmm. all 22. So I was watching some Kyle Rudolph and, you know, he's a good blocker. He, he's better than Cameron Brate and he's better than OJ Howard was. He's, you know, he's not as good as uh, Gronkowski, but, you know, Gronkowski wasn't a real physical blocker, you know, like, like, you know, some, some guys you see them, they just, they just want to hit you. You know, I mean, they're going to target you and they're going to try and knock your socks off. Gronkowski wasn't like that. He's just a big, strong guy and he could get his hands on you and just keep you from going places. But, he could match up in size. Right. Yeah. You know, he had no problem with defensive ends, linebackers, mm-hmm. whatever. And uh, Kyle Rudolph seems to be kind of like that, not near as big and strong. Yeah, he's smaller, right? Right, but from the the few games I watched, specifically looking for his blocking skills, he didn't miss any blocks, and he didn't get beat on his blocks. Good Lord, though. He is 6'6 and 258 pounds. Yeah, he's not a small dude. Dang. Yeah, and Gronkowski was 6'7. Right. Yeah. So he's not even that much smaller. Hmm. Right. Probably a little less bulky, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, so I think I think we're we're definitely going more for you know we replaced if we look at it this way if we if you look at we place Gronkowski with Kyle Rudolph and Antonio Brown with Julio Jones if you look at it that way. Uh, Julio Jones is a better blocker, not as much of a deep threat. Uh, more of a physical guy. Uh, Less Ka- trouble. <laughs> He's going to keep his shirt on until mm-hmm. after the game. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, with our the addition of our new guards, you know, who seem pretty stout run guys. And uh, I just it just seems to me like we're 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 we have the the platform for running the ball a little bit more, you know. We'll see. We'll see. 
That is going to be crazy. It's going to be such an adjustment for us as fans. I mean, I'm not saying we're going to be the Tennessee Titans or anything. Right, right. Or the Baltimore Ravens, but, you know, it, it won't be, you know, God, we would just abandon the run so quick the past yeah. few years. And, you know, a lot of times the, the run, you know, with B.A., the running game is really just an afterthought. He doesn't care about yeah. the run. And like you said, he's not calling the plays as much. He's mm-hmm. not going to be in the rooms as much. So maybe Byron Leftwich is getting more more uh, leeway. And maybe, you know, Tom Brady's kind of mm-hmm. like, hey, you know, I'm getting older. I don't want to be throwing 5,000 times yeah. a year. We can't be doing this. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean – our average per game last year was what, like 30 yards a game rushing? <laughs> it was absurd. Yeah. I mean, we had some games where Leonard we'll Fournette like went off. I know. So, really, if they put any kind of emphasis on the run, we could easily double our productivity <laughs> at that position. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting double the rush yards. Uh, uh, Moving on, the ESPN had ranked, and which, you know, I don't really give a crap about ESPN or rankings, but I thought I'd bring this out. Um, they had ranked Vita Vea as the seventh best defensive tackle in the league. This was as voted on by more than 50 league executives, coaches, scouts, and players. So this is not a media ranking. Uh, you know, so I was kind of happy with that a little bit. You know, I mean, I think he could be up there a little bit further. But uh, with this ranking, there was no mention on how many voters at what position. So there could be 49 votes by players and two from scouts, et cetera. You know, we don't, we don't know what the mix was there. Uh, but Vita Vea has been ranked all the way up as far as second. I think in, in 2020, he was second. I think the next time he's up for free agency, he's going to hurt us because he already oh. has the attention yeah. of a lot of people in the league, which is unusual for Buccaneers players like that, yeah. I think, in my opinion. They're often underrated. So for him to be on the radar of other people in the league, it's just ugh, not a good sign for free agency the next time. I'm, I'm glad we've got him locked up for, what, another three Three years. Was it four, that long? I think. I hope. Mm. <laughs> Please. <laughs> yes. And you were saying that Levante David, mm-hmm. was it Levante David, was talking about they're working on Vita Vea's pass rush, right? Yeah. He said Vita's been working on his own pass rush, like his handwork, I mm-hmm. think. And so it does kind of seem like. You know, we had talked about the addition of Akeem Hicks, how he's a little faster. Todd Bowles has said we want some more speed up the middle. So I don't know if they've said something to Vita to get him to work on that aspect of his game. But it does kind of seem that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting, you know, because we're going to go from having Sue and Vita, you know, these two pillars of meat. In the middle of the field that you just couldn't get anything through uh, to now, you know, kind of a speedy front. You yeah. Know, which which I'm thrilled to death with Vita because I think Vita's bull rushing is second to none. I mean, when when he gets, you know, a little steam behind him and he just goes straight forward at you, then nobody can stop him. That was, it was in his first year. I was blown away. When he when we played Dallas and he took on uh, their left tackle, uh, I can't remember his name right now. Williams. Uh, yeah, they just they both squared up, and Vita hit him. And you know, I mean, this is one of the premier left tackles in the league, and Vita just dominated him, just pushed him straight back. I mean, it wasn't even a competition. Just and I was just like, holy crap! And you know, I feel like we've used Vita a little too. Too much, you know, stopping the run, which he's very good at that, uh, you know, and not a, not enough pass rushing, just bull rush, just go straight forward with him, you know. And I hate I hate it when they have him dropping back in coverage, or you know, doing stunts. You know, you're like, no, he just, you know, he's not. That's not his thing, you know. He can't mm-hmm. jump. He literally, I've never seen him get higher than six <laughs> inches. He's got those tiny little Mario legs. Yeah. <laughs> 
So all torso. So it'll be nice if we did just go, all right, screw the run game this year, stopping it, let's just go for the quarterback. Just, mm-hmm. you know, like B.A. used to say, rush the quarterback and stop the run on your way. Well, I can kind of appreciate the changes that they're making, like potentially going more run heavy and then changing up the defense because too often teams that are successful, they just stick with the whole, the same thing. Like Mm. look at Mike McCarthy in Green Bay. Like he did the same Same crap for the whole, what was he, 10 years he was there, whatever. Same thing with Zimmer in Minnesota. Yeah. And, you know, in Green Bay, it turned into Aaron Rodgers just got sick of it and was like, dude, I can't, we got to change this up. We're too predictable. You become predictable. People figure out how to beat you. So I can appreciate that the coaching staff, Todd Bowles, they are working to kind of innovate and um, I think helping the guys grow too. You know, like Vita, focus, you know, he's a master at the run stuffing. All right, let's work at your pass rush skills. Like you're not going to get much better. You're in the top 90% for the run stopping. You're not going to get much better. So let's look at the pass rush. Let's work on that part. So I think it helps them grow as players. It keeps them motivated and fresh, learning new things, which Vita loves to do. So I'm happy to see it. Mm -hmm. And one of the things about last year was playing against us. I mean, don't get me wrong. We have a fast pass rush, you know, with JPP and and Barrett. Those guys can get to you quick. Mm -hmm. Uh, And up the middle, they would get to you quick. But I think we want faster because all the teams last year were just getting the ball out so quick. Mm, You know, and so we're going to try to beat them at that. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to, I mean, these guys were doing three step drops throw, you know, on these little slants and these RPOs and stuff. And that's what you had to do against us. So now people are going to be trying to do that same thing and we're going to be getting to you even quicker now. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think it's going to be interesting. Yeah, that is a good point. Oh and, my gosh. I cannot wait for the season. I know. <laughs> and I wonder if, if we're really targeting the Rams, you know. Because they're not a run-heavy team, and it looks like we're kind of building a team to make sure we beat them in the playoffs this year. Well, I mean, you do have to look at your conference and figure out, okay, who's the most likely for us to meet in the playoffs? And, I mean, they're right up there. Yeah. I mean, we can't write off the Saints. I want to so bad, but, you know, until we beat them, we can't write them off. So, you know, we still got the Saints to worry about. Everybody else – is no, there's nobody. I mean, I mean, you saw what we did to the, the Eagles in the playoffs. I mean, that was just a curb stomping. Uh, even the Packers. Yeah, I feel like we Packers, got their number. Yeah. I mean, really, the Rams are really the only team that's scary to us. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think we I think we want to play them again in the playoffs, hopefully in the NFC Championship, and just beat the mess out of them. Mm-hmm. You know did Tom you, Brady does. Did you see that their Super Bowl rings, they put their stadium inside the ring like we did? What? I know. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> they they want to be us. I mean, they won the second Super Bowl ever in the home stadium. Uh, oh, man. They copied our ring. Oh, they signed. A ve- they brought in a veteran quarterback. Mm-hmm. Paid him a bunch of money. That's funny. Yeah. They're just copying our stuff. Dang. Um, I did not know that. That's cheap, man. I can't mm-hmm. believe it would do something like that. It'll probably be a thing from here on out. Everybody probably. will do that. Yeah. We started it. We started it. <laughs> Tickets for the Munich game between the uh, Bucks and the Seahawks went on sale last Tuesday. And sold out immediately. There were two million people in the queue. Oh my gosh! Over two million. So, were they scalpers, or was it just uh, there's a high demand for the game because it's Tom Brady? There's a high demand for this game. Well, one Seahawks have a huge, huge, huge fan base in Germany. Really? Yes. Uh, I forget what they're called. Oh. Anyhow, the the Seattle fan base. Uh, approximately 10% of Seattle fans worldwide are in Germany. Hmm. 
Yeah. yeah. Just in Germany. Yes. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. And uh, they, they, they plan on having a really big Seattle Seahawks presence in the stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bucks probably not, but all, we know the Bucks UK guys. You know, they we got big mm-hmm. representation in the UK, so they're they're traveling there. They've talked about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to talk them into getting into some street brawls. So we'll see how that goes <laughs> with the Seattle Germany fans. Yeah. Uh, but yes, there are. There's a lot of scalping going on because these tickets are going for outrageous prices. Now, I'd, I I checked on this last week, so I don't know what the current prices are. But uh, the most inexpensive single game ticket available on StubHub for the game uh, was five hundred sixty three dollars, and that is for upper level. Oh my god! Yes, the nosebleeds. I I did find uh, a set of three upper level tickets for six hundred thirty five per seat. So, yeah, uh, there were seven listings as of last Wednesday morning that had asking prices exceeding ten thousand dollars. Wow! The top price ticket on StubHub was thirty four thousand one hundred and forty four dollars. Wow! So, how about them apples? Wow! Well, I've heard people say, "Do not buy tickets when they go on sale. You buy them like the day before, how because you- people are trying to dump them." The day before? Yeah, like mean? the day before the game. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they say oh, the to day. buy them like the day before the game because people who haven't sold their tickets, they drop them, you know? Well, you're taking a chance there, but yeah, sure. I guess yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. Huh. Well, you know, I've looked at tickets when they've come out during the summer, and yeah, the prices are crazy. And then you look midway through the season, and they kind of go down. So that would not surprise me. Hmm. Yeah, speaking of our defense, you know, there, there was a few things about our defense that I didn't like. One of the things was, you know, we rotated our defensive line too much, I thought. Uh, Vita Vea being one. You know, last year he averaged 38 snaps per game. That's about 56% playing time. You know, that's – I. I, I, I couldn't figure out if they were trying to save them because of the extra game, you know, on the season. Him and him and Sue both were kind of down a little bit in their snap counts. Uh, Fia, much more significantly. I say he played 607 defensive snaps last year in 16 games. He was out for one game. Uh, Sue played 717 snaps. That was right around 63%. So he was quite a significant amount more than – Vita, uh, so he was about 42 snaps a game, whereas Vita was 38 snaps a game. Now, those two guys need to be out there all the damn time. Mm-hmm. They you know, they don't get tired. Sue did yeah. not get tired. And know. they're difference makers. Yes. I mean, they are game changers. Yeah. I could see not playing them as much in the first half and then when you're ready to like button up the game or you need plays made mm-hmm. you put them in they got a little more energy but how much more really right. i don't know well you know we have so many different packages and we got good players in backup you know nacho golston mm-hmm. uh and you know so we want them to get playing time too but to take vita and sue off the field as much as they have done it just, I don't like it. I, I never have liked that. You know, there, there's quite a few things about this defense that I'd love, but a few things that I'm just like, eh, not a big fan of that. You know, and even Whitehead, you know, when he went to the Jets, he mm-hmm. said, you know, he did not like how they pulled him off the field so much. Mm-hmm. And it's understandable. Yeah. You and know? I kind of agree with him. You know, you have certain players that are like him. He's very physical, mm-hmm. he's just a missile. Right. And you want to see that on the field. They want to be out there making plays. Mm -hmm. They're playmakers. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sue averaged throughout his career, he normally was out there for about 80% of the snaps. That shows you how how much different we played him Mm -hmm. than he has his whole career. I mean, that's that's a 20% drop-off. Yeah. That's like, wow, that's quite a bit. Uh, Vita, since he's been here, he's averaged about 66% of the snaps. So it's not a whole lot, mm-hmm. you know, not for somebody of his his pedigree. Yeah, an elite. Yeah. Uh, but, of course, this doesn't include playoffs. 
Mm -hmm. But still, it's about the same. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we're going to see that different this year. I, I, I don't know. It's one of the things that used to drive me crazy with Todd Bowles' defense is when we get into the red zone, he he would take Sue and Vita out mm-hmm. and put the speedier guys in there, you know, Golston and mm-hmm. McClendon and Nacho and those guys. Uh, and, and he would he would he would take uh, Barrett and JPP out. It was mm-hmm. very strange, and I know that would drive them crazy because that's you know that's when these guys want to be in there. Mm-hmm. You know, in that red zone thing. Uh, once we would get down, you know, about the five yard line or something, then he'd put the big guys back in. So, yeah, you know, and we drafted Logan Hall. I mean, he's wasn't he our second round pick, our first, our first pick, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and he's a similar size to Golston. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know that they're going to change that. I know. Ah, Vita's just so much fun to watch. Though. <laughs> <I know. laughs> really? He just manhandles guys. <laughs> that first year, mm-hmm. that was such a shock to the system, watching him pick those guys up and oh, throw right. them. Oh, yeah. yeah. Shake them? Yeah. Yeah, remember that one time where he just shook that guy? Was that Chicago? I think it was. He grabbed the guy. And he was watching the runner, yeah. and he just shook him. It was hilarious. <laughs> big 300-pound dude, oh, he just man. shaking him around like a ragdoll. But he's gotten away from that, and I think they've coached that out of him to not expend your energy, you know, doing stuff like that. You know, but that's – I think that just – he really enjoyed doing it. You could tell mm-hmm. he just liked throwing guys around. I mean, he would, he would hook them under the arm and flip them. That was like his signature move. But then again, I don't know if it was coached out of him or if he just, they caught on to it. He can't do it anymore because mm-hmm. I saw him try to do it a couple times in uh, uh, 2021. Mm-hmm. That would be last year. No, 2020. And he wasn't able to do it. Yeah. So they've uh, figured out how to defend against it. Yeah. Don't know, don't know. So it's gonna be it's gonna be real interesting to see because we're definitely getting faster up front, and it sounds like we're trying to get Vita to be more of a pass rusher, which is which is fine because I think he's you know he's built for that. I know. I can't. I'm so excited about the season. <laughs> I can't yeah. wait. I haven't really thought much about football. We've been so distracted. Mm-hmm. But then yesterday, all the news coming out, and we're making some big additions. Uh, right before training camp. Training camp's about to happen, and then you know, right after that is preseason. It's on. I know. And it's just short preseason. You know, it's only three games now, and then bam, 17 games of football. 18 weeks. I mean, it's just right around the corner. I don't know if I have the schedule. I want to say September 8th. Right. Uh, yeah, but when's preseason? we got to start doing our countdown again. I know. Ralph. I know. Where Slacking. I know. Um, yeah, I don't have the schedule. I can't remember when the first preseason game, but it's right around the corner, probably second week in August, at two weeks. Hmm. Now, next year, the Buccaneers are supposedly supposed to be doing their creamsicle uniforms, our throwbacks. Uh, it'd be nice to see Tom Brady in one of those. But we don't. We don't know if he's going to be here or not. He did say. He doesn't know if this is going to be his last year or not. So, you know, there might be the possibility, like I said, we, we're going to do more of a running game just to try and preserve him mm. so that he will stay for another year, you know, make mm-hmm. it a little bit easier for him. Leonard Fournette can do it. He can be a workhorse running back. Absolutely. There's no I mean, he was in it. Jacksonville. Yes. Wasn't he? Yeah. He, he's one of those running backs that just gets better, mm-hmm. you know, as the game goes on. And his pass catching and run blocking – or his uh, mm-hmm. protection has mm-hmm. just gotten fantastic. I mean, he was making one-handed touchdown grabs last year. Mm-hmm. The running back. And then, you know, his his pass protection, it was, it was, it was a little, little shaky when he first got here. Mm-hmm. And he worked and worked and worked on that. And now he's elite level, man. I mean, I don't think he missed a block last year. Mm-mm. And he was making some damn good blocks. A couple times he was blocking two guys. So, and maybe that's why he's putting on some weight. 
Yeah, I think so. You know? I think he's putting on weight because he knows he's going to be a bigger part of this offense mm-hmm. this year. That's just my speculation. We'll see how that goes out. Yeah. we have to write that down as a prediction. prediction yeah. yeah. So, you know, we're going to be doing the uh, creamsicle uniforms next year. Hopefully, that's the plan so far. The, the Carolina Panthers are doing a black helmet this year uh, on week 10. <clears throat> I think it's right around Thanksgiving. So they got an alternate helmet. Yeah, they get to paint their a helmet. A bunch of teams have had put out alternate helmets. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why can't Why? that was the right. whole reason that we couldn't do the creamsicle jerseys was because right. we the helmet didn't match. Right. I don't know. I know they changed it and we we were eligible to do it this year, but we didn't. We decided to do it next year. Don't know what that's all about. Uh but I was looking at the Panthers helmet. It's actually pretty cool. Yeah. You know? Did you see the Bengals? No, what are they doing? It's really cool. It's um the tiger stripes, but it's a white background instead of the orange. Yeah, it looks super cool. It looks really cool. Wow. Yeah. So there's quite a few teams. Uh, I think the Cardinals had one. I didn't see the Panthers one. Well, they put out a video. It was absolute garbage. I don't know what they were thinking. Could, you could They never showed the helmet, really. You know, it was like all these flashing lights and this helmet was spinning oh, and everything. And you're that. like, so cheap. I just want to see the freaking helmet. Yeah. But it, like a couple hours later, they, they put out pictures of the helmet. And it was actually pretty cool. It's just a black helmet with a black Panthers outline and blue. Hmm. But, you know, screw the Panthers. I know you'll be seeing that a lot. Oh, God. <laughs> 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 Yeah, so we're going to be in our new house at the beginning of the season. Uh, we bought at the high point of the market. <laughs> we just couldn't wait anymore, to be honest with you. I know. you we were good. You know, I was thinking, okay, wow. we'll we'll let the uh, kid go to the school this year, and then at the end of the school year next year, we'll get a house because I figured the market would be cooled down and all that. But we just, I, I, we're just sitting here going, well, I don't want to sit here for another year. I right. want to be. And my clock's ticking. Like we got until January. Right. So. Right. So. Until I have to help you to yeah. move things. I got an excuse right now. Sorry. I can't leave that couch with you. <laughs> <laughs> After January. I'm fair game. Yeah, so well, uh, hopefully soon it'll be in September, like we said, uh, probably right around the start of the season, probably after the start of the season, we'll be in the new house. And, uh, you know, we're going to have a whole room dedicated to the podcast and studio, my office and all that good stuff. So it'll be exciting. Yeah. New stuff. Get all our equipment set up. Yeah. Won't have to worry about the kid coming or walking into the camera angle uh, and all the noise. Mm-hmm. It's always been a factor. So we're excited about it. And we're excited about this season. And as Buccaneer fans, y'all need to be out, out there and be excited too. This is – it's hard to say, but I think this might be a better team than we had last year, which was the same team as we had in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You know, That's a tall order, It Ralph. is a tall order. You know, without Gronkowski, Antonio Brown, Ali Marpet, uh what was the right guard's name? Kappa. Kappa. Yeah. Alex Kappa. I forgot about him. I know. Uh, JPP, Nabakonga Sue, Whitehead. Who else? You know, it's a, it's a lot of a lot of players mm-hmm. I loved are gone now. And we got a bunch of new ones with potential. OJ Howard, Ronald Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, and we picked up Logan Ryan, safety from the Giants. Shaq Mason, right guard from the Patriots. I'm real excited about him. I forgot about him when you were talking about the guard situation. I was like, what is going on at guard? Yeah, uh, just the, the 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 game film I've watched on him, man, is just solid, solid guy. You know, and great at the, the run game. You know, the outside picking up stuff, and he doesn't look like it. I mean, he's kind of a short, stocky guy, mm-hmm. but he gets out in space, man, and he he closes it on people. Uh, Russell Gage, wide receiver from Falcons. Fred Johnson, left tackle from the Bengals. Keanu Neal, safety from the Cowboys. Akeem Hicks, 
Defensive lineman from the Bears. Kyle Rudolph, tight end, Giants. And Julio Jones, wide receiver from the Titans. Those are some pretty good names there to mm-hmm. fill in our gaps. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about it. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And we're already getting information from training camp, the videos. Yeah, we're coming in training camp healthy. Chris Godwin's, you know, looking That's like he's going to be. unbelievable to me. Yeah. You know, just hopefully we'll make it through training camp healthy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, see what we can do in the preseason with these new guys. Because that's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> these veterans. We got so many veterans on our team. We'll be lucky if we see them at all in preseason. I know. I agree. Yeah. You know Tom Brady's going to want to get out there and sling something around now. Mm-hmm. But anyhow, that's about all I got. Molly, anything? No. I think I'm good. You about covered it, Ralph. Good prep there. All right. Well, guys, be excited. We got a brand new team this year. Every year, it's a brand new team. <laughs> we got one goal. Put a ring on it. All right, guys. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for us. Till next time. Go Bucks.